one special here. Three in one special? What does he mean? I mean, you're getting three things in this special pod. One, you're getting the normal recap of all the teams. Two, you're getting the market report, meaning how is the lines moved on the three teams or the three games being played on Thursday, six teams. And we're previewing those three games. Wow. And then for the other market report, there's a separate pod in your feed. And then come normal Wednesday taping, Thursday release, the Sunday games and the Monday game. It's beautiful. Let's get straight to it. Fez, he's got a little monologue here on the New England. He says, sit back, baby. I'm ready. So we'll let him do that. And, uh, and we'll continue with, let's just say, I won't be so easy on Fez other than the New England. Because let's be honest, he likes, likes New England a little bit at minimum because Belichick's a genius. The Minnesota Vikings on Thanksgiving are three-point favorites hosting the Patriots. Look-ahead line was three and a half, but now we're sitting at Vikings, minus three at home, hosting the Patriots. It's a very interesting game in that I had the Patriots the better team, McKenzie. I got the Patriots a point and a half better. Now, Minnesota is a very nice home field, and it's a short week on Thursday. So those both benefit Minnesota. Three for home field. Maybe I'll give them a half point for the fact that um, – it's a short travel week for New England. That's three and a half. That only gets me to Minnesota minus two, yet this line is Minnesota minus three. The situational spot, though, has to favor Minnesota. We've done the queries. When a team gets shut out, they do very well against the spread, unless they're the Raiders in Florida. Um, well, the, you could argue that trend probably applies to Minnesota after they got pasted, blasted at home by the Cowboys. So that situational motivation probably is worth the point, which gets us to three right where this spread is. Let's talk about the results last week. Minnesota was as bad as bad can be. Now, they had injuries on the O-line, and it was a mismatch, and Dallas took advantage of it and just absolutely went after Cousins. Cousins, strip sack, first drive, kind of a harbinger of things to come. Never in the game. Dallas completely dominated. It's a long season. Don't overreact. No NFL team is as bad as they were any given Sunday. No other NFL team is as good. Bottom line is that we need to make a significant adjustment to Minnesota. The problem is I don't have Minnesota rated very high. So if I make too big of an adjustment, boom, I have them a below average team. You know what? I just did them a point and a half downward. That has the Vikings and my 14th best team in the NFL only. So, uh, and I think that's accurate. If I look, it, it looks crazy that, but I think Seattle and the Chargers are better than the Vikings. The, team, the two teams I have above them, and guess who else I have above them? The New England Patriots. Now, the Patriots had one of the phoniest games you'll ever see. They win 10-3. They got lucky. Long punt return, end of the game. And thus they cover the three and a half point closing number. And it'd be easy to say that was a phony cover, a lucky fortuitous cover. But if you look into the stats on that game, it wasn't. New England dominated that game. I still am not quite sure. Oh, I get how the Jets only scored three points. I'm not even sure how they got the three because the Jets had about 100 yards of offense. New England, 300 yards. Given that's the case, New England probably should have won that game by 18 points. But um, I'm reluctant to upgrade the Patriots a lot. I just want to downgrade the Jets. So I lowered the Jets by a point. That was a slam dunk. I was going to raise the Patriots by one. I said, no. The fact that they were that inefficient, and I get that it was windy. 
and there was some weather that was going on. But I only raised the Patriots by a half. So I'm being conservative already. Despite all that, I still come to New England being a point and a half better currently than the Minnesota Vikings. And, you know, this short week, well, that may impact coaches that aren't so good, but I've got a rookie coach against a really, really great coach. The genius. The genius. Because of that, I don't think the threes can hold. I think that this line has to leak down to two and a half. It's already happening. But I think that uh, it'll go to a full two and a half. Then I'm not so sure. It's possible we'll see some Viking support on the day of the game. Remember, this is Thanksgiving. Standalone game. Vikings are the favorite team. Maybe the Vikings are going to get some support late in the day. Um, This might be another reverse line move type of game where you could see money coming back in on the Vikings and getting back to three. The bottom line is I do think if you're going to bet this game, though, um, there's a little urgency here. There's still threes out there. I would grab the Patriots if you like them plus three right now. I don't know. I'm confident those are going to disappear. I don't know if they're going to return. Question for you. How have you adjusted the Vikings over the last two weeks? They got that lucky win against arguably the best team in the league in the Bills. Then they got blown out by the Cowboys. My instinct is that they're net downgraded, but I'm not sure. What do you think of it? Yeah, I bumped them a half a point for the Bills win. Like you mentioned, there was, uh, you know, they were down big in that game. And then it turns out, you know, your cousins being injured and the like. Um, and then I bounced them down to point and a half. So the net, uh, I've got them down a point. The underlying stats, which I don't have in front of me, I haven't updated them for this week, are bad for the Vikings. Here's a team that, um, you know, just on point differential, I think they've been outscored for the year. They have been. I think they're the only 8-2 and two team of ever to be outscored on the season. Yeah, so although um, as bad as the 8-2 and two Vikings are, they're still better than what could have been an 8-2 and two team in the New York <laughs> Giants, who we'll talk about shortly here. Um, so the, uh, you know, as, as far as, let me talk about the Thanksgiving games, oftentimes pulling back the curtain, they're really good to look at props because – a lot of times, even the wise guys aren't betting the late game. They're at Thanksgiving dinner. You see, if you can have a late Thanksgiving dinner, especially on the West Coast where the last game starts at 520, some funky things happen in the marketplace at times. Because of that, I would always prefer that one of the bigger favorites was the late game, not a more competitively priced game like this one. But um, that might be a theme on the other two games we talk about where, I, I tell you what, it's it's kind of a Thanksgiving tradition that I get a really juicy point spread on the Detroit Lions and I get my ass kicked betting the Lions plus 10 when the Lions eight and a half seems to happen every year and it's not just that it's on rogue team totals on their opponents that are too high and first halves and lines like that and it'll probably happen again this year because we've got two favorites that um, are substantial you talked about it the next game we're going to go reverse chronological here the Cowboys eight point favorites hosting the Giants what do you make of this one yeah, so what to make of Dallas here? Um, is Dallas truly a contender? They certainly look like it. Uh, what's interesting about this game, if I go back to the summer line, Dallas was a seven-point favorite, okay? Current line, McKenzie, is? Cowboys minus eight. Cowboys minus eight. So what the market is saying is that, uh, and I think, can we double-check that? Has it gone up to nine? Correction, as of 929 Monday evening, it is Cowboys minus nine consensus hosting the Giants. Yeah, so, I mean, the Cowboys, I would argue, have kind of, they've they've exceeded expectations, but the Giants have massively, 
massively exceeded expectations. And yet the Cowboys are laying two more points than they were during the summer, which means the betters have shrugged off the Giants. Let's look at where Dallas is versus the beginning of the year. So I have Dallas at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I've got I've got Dallas way higher. So um, that makes sense. Where are the Giants? I have the Giants of only a point and a half better than I had, and I had them rated like a six and a half win team. So last week the Giants' loss was really a phony loss, though. If you take a look, yeah, they lose by thirteen to the Lions, and we're certainly going to downgrade them for a loss of that size. Only a half point downgrade. A minus three in turnovers for the Giants. First downs are pretty close to equal. Yardage, 100 yards separating the two teams. So I only upgraded Detroit by half. I only downgraded the Giants by half. And frankly, I don't have much further to go with the Giants because the Giants are my 22nd rated team. Um, I have the Giants rated equal to New Orleans and Las Vegas. Does that sound right to you, RJ? Well, here's my question, Steve. Where what did you have as the outcome of that game? Meaning the Lions win on the scoreboard. What was the outcome in your mind? I thought that the Detroit won by a field goal. So almost a coin flip. Almost a coin flip. Yes. Now let's go to McKenzie's mm. pregame.com numbers. Maybe we should say pregame.com numbers from McKenzie. And we've got in that game, let's see here. Now our stats say that Detroit should have won. The stats say Detroit should have won by 13. Wow, that's heavy. That is heavy. Now, let's see what other people. Kevin Cole said Detroit by one. Oh, wow. And the success rate projection says zero. And Football Outsider says four. So it seems like on the three other ones, the average is a, a little less than a field. A small Detroit win. Yeah. Worthy to win, should have come down to the wire. That, that, that I think, says it perfectly. So how much could you downgrade the Giants? Exactly. So I, half a point. But you made a – but why wouldn't it be – if you're laying three and you lose by two, it's either zero or half a point, right? Yeah. Two, so you went to the extreme again against the Giants. It, it, when you lose by 13, you pick up some extra stat. The Giants were down 20 well, late in the game. But, but remember something. When when a team wins by 13 and you think it's fraudulent, you don't ever say, well, look at what the score was. I do. Oh. Unless I pick that team. And then yeah, well, like, right I mean, side. that's what I'm saying. So, I, I mean, I'm not – you know, listen, if you look at the fourth quarter win share, Detroit, 91%. They were going to win the game. But the reason this stuff gets uh, – sways the other way is the turnovers – I mean, the turnovers, say it again? Three turnovers by the Giants. Yeah. I mean, when you lose a game and you are, was it 3-0? It was. Yeah. I mean, all I'm saying is, and and I got one more complaint about this. Not with you now. (laughs) The general naysayers of the Giants and the general naysayers of Minnesota. What do they say? They say, See, told you so. Truth emerges. Has to happen eventually, right? Yeah. It's like, but when Buffalo loses a game, they shouldn't win. You know, like when they lost to Miami. Oh, RJ, any given Sunday, <laughs> teams don't go 17 Exactly. They had, they had that game dominated. So it's like, if it's going to be, if your team loses, it's an aberration. But if a team you don't like loses, it's the truth manifest on the earth itself. <laughs> I'm not sure that's fair. You know, what's, what is interesting is how if we go back to the summer, Dallas was laying seven. 
Okay. And now, and the Giants were not supposed to be good. And Dallas, you know, there's some concerns whether they're going to be able to beat out the Eagles to win the division, but certainly projected to win mm-hmm. 10. They 10, were favored to be the division winner all the way up to almost post time exactly. of the season start. Exactly. Now the Giants have massively overexceeded to the point that they've reached their season win number already. And yet, instead of, are they, so are they catching four now? No, they're catching nine. They're catching, so if you would bet the Giants during the summer and you said, and, and, and I That's told you. You bet the Giants and then all you know is come game time, it would be nine instead of seven. <clears throat> You'd think, man. Dayball started slow. Exactly. Or, you know, you could ask it another way. You say, you know what? You've been in Australia. You haven't been following it. The Giants, they're, uh, what are they now? Seven and three? You That's know? right. Yeah. And, and Dallas is seven and four. And it's a basically same record of both teams. They have the same record and you're catching seven. How fat are you feeling? Well, not very fat because you could just bet plus nine. Which goes to show you, does the market not only ignore the wins they don't like, does the market almost have a, a boomerang effect where they're going to penalize a team? Because you hear all the time a team like, that's four and five or something below 500, you hear them say, you know, they're sneaky, man. They're sneaky. Now, you you pioneered this. You I, really did. Because, like, and, and, and really the poster child was when I talked about all the reasons that Green Bay was overrated. And I talked about 13 and three, and hey, they had the statistical. This was profile, a couple years ago. Back, back to back years. They really shouldn't have won 13. They should have won 10 games. So they're overrated. You know, clearly this is a team that's overrated. And, 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 and you're like, but Fez. They're not lined at 13 or 12 or 11. They're lined at 9. So, you, so you're like— That was I'll, after the first year, by so the way. So you didn't have two years yep. at 13 wins. Right, you only right. had the one. But you're like, so okay, they're only a 10-win team. Guess what? A 10-win team goes over 9. Why are you playing them under 9? Which makes me think, <laughs> against the Lions, could they really not be clearly the best team, the Giants? Mm. Now, they weren't on the field. But let me ask you this. What would the line be if they played this game again? Probably uh, Giants minus two and a half. Well, yeah. Does that, what would you be betting there? You still be on Detroit? Well, not if so they, you think Detroit's not better. if they played with revenge. But if they <laughs> we've got if we got on the time machine and they they hadn't played last week and they play this week, I wouldn't bet on either one of them. I'd think it was a pretty accurate line. All right, and I will say this because it's related: the Philly Eagles were first half darlings. Dominating first halves all the way up to three games ago. Yeah. Right around three games ago, you started hearing it go from the edgy people that kind of catch things a little early to the mainstream of the sports betting media. So, not mainstream like on uh, Colin Cowherd's show or Stephen A. Smith, but mainstream on the sports betting media. You hear a bunch of people now all of a sudden getting real smart. They haven't made a derivative bet all year, but now they're taking Eagles' first half. Because it finally bubbled up to them. Kiss of death. Now, here's, I agree. Three straight games now they haven't covered in the first half. The question is why? I have two, I think there's two contributing reasons. I don't know. One is I think as soon as it bubbles up, if not a little earlier, to the mainstream sports betting, it's bubbled up to the opponents. So, oh. so anytime, if you're, especially if you're going bad, like teams that started, I still remember Arizona was going real bad early. Then hop, you know, in the games, and Hopkins came back, and maybe that had something to do so with it. So it becomes a point of emphasis. A point. That's a great way to say it. So my thought is that 
the trick's going to be finding these things out two games early. Before the whole world, before the memo goes back to the actual teams. And, like, it's, it's almost like, imagine... It's the teams and the market. So now the so now if it was split evenly, first half, second half, or the way it would typically be, maybe the line is minus two. Now the line is minus two and a half, minus twenty. Mm-hmm. And in the long run, that's all the difference that you probably had an edge anyway. And now the other team is saying we can't let we got to exploit this or we got to stop it. Let me let me do a quarter, a, a ridiculous analogy that I think is actually really good. Believe it or not, I was in like the corporate games, yeah. and we and and I ran the mile. Okay, even though I was okay. 190. So you were younger at this point. I, oh God, I was like 32. All right? all right, and I was 195 pounds, and they would time us, and my numbers were an aberration. My third quarters were really bad. Okay, in a mile, in a third, mile, no, what, the third why, lap. Now, why is that an aberration? Because usually, I think people would start too fast it, if they're not really it, trained. It, it's it's not an aberration. Everyone's third oh, quarter okay. is lower because you don't have the finish line in mind yet. You but can't. You're the most tired you are without you're dying. The finish line. So I would go out too yeah. hard, and then everyone does this. But I would go out too hard, and I basically my 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 first quarter split be should be the the fastest. Okay. But but first quarter would be like a one twenty seven. Yeah. And the third quarter would be like a one thirty six. Like okay. way too slow. Uh-huh. And they were, and they're like, so these are like six minute miles you're running. I ran a six oh two. That's the fast. Right. Never got to six. Oh, never, geez, never got to. I, I never was able to get. And I felt like I, w- I was hurting. So literally, what we're saying in the is first a lap. six minute and two second mile, and you've benched two ten in front of the world. Not at the same time. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, let's no. just say for a nerd, that's not so bad. I'll, I'll take it. I'm a, a fit nerd at the time. I'm yeah. getting, by the way, I'm starting to get fat again. Thank goodness. I probably am going to be smarter. So I'm back to 200. Um, but 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 they but they were like Fez. You got to do better in the third quarter. Your numbers like are, are like way. Now, was this not business the third quarter or still the third this quarter? Was the third quarter of the okay. so, so 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 it was a point of emphasis. So yeah. I started doing better in the third but quarter. But I bet you I went a little slower in the first. Well, of course I did. <laughs> yes, and the same thing with these. It's the same thing like we mentioned. Pra- with you the only teams. have so much practice time. Right? Exactly. And maybe scripted with, out more. Yeah, or maybe they how Maybe if you're doing worse in the second half, maybe you hold back some scripted play. I mean, whatever it is, can't hold back against the Eagles. Use that halfback option pass because it, you're going to get down double digits. So, you know, all right, interesting stuff. Moving on. I mean, enough unencumbered. It's like you shooting in the gym, shooting free throws by yourself. It ain't the same. Now, let me ask you this question. Did you hear much talk after the game Sunday about, well, it's it's good that Minnesota is getting right back up on the horse. You know, when you get blown out, it's good to just play real quick, real quick. Did you hear much of that? That's the normal narrative. I haven't heard it, but then it would make sense. Yes. All right. So I did a little analysis. I tweeted this out at RJ in Vegas. Hmm. So this is now going back 30 plus seasons and it's over 1500 games in which the team lost by 20 points or more. That's it. They lost by 20 or more. How were they the next game? And how were they based upon the rest the next game? All right. So there were extra rest situations. So that was more than six days rest, more than the Sunday to Sunday. And they were 51.5%, the teams that got crushed the week before. The normal rest was over 1,000 of the 1,500 games. So it was about 250, 250 on the edges and 1,000 in the middle. 52.7%. So 51.5, 52.7. Then less rest was 52.2. So 515, 52-7, 52-2. Seems like there's not really an effect. No, it's kind of like when my mom used to make coffee, she'd ask her guests, you want decaf or regular? Uh-huh. Everybody got the decaf. 
she was too busy to like make two different pots. <laughs> if any, oh, <laughs> it, it, even without talent, okay. Yes. Well, so yes. why ask? Because she wanted to make it look like she was a good host, but she was too busy to make it. I can see the influence. So it's everybody gets 52%, but it doesn't matter much. I, I, the real takeaway is it is good that you got blown out. It, you know, it helps this, next this week. Is, this, is convin- this is convincing evidence that you do not want to bet against a team that just got their, their butts kicked. And what's interesting is, and this is kind of sadder, this is 30-plus years. When we go back from 2012 on, mm. it's actually almost exactly 50%. And any like for some reason the bounce back effect isn't there as much as in the last ten years, which we consider the modern NFL. I think it actually is there, but the market's aware of it. So that what happens? Oh, because we're doing ATS yeah. margin. Yeah, you know so what it's I got? Not nineteen ninety five anymore. You teams. know that's a great point. What yeah. I'm going to look at though, over that many games, you would think the straight up would he be would be an average line? Well, I guess you can see what the line. Yeah, just I I think without the line, I think if you just asked, you know, how, how do those teams that do because they should be equally stinky now than they were twenty years ago, and mm-hmm. you said how do they do straight up the week after losing by twenty points? Now I will say this: I found a situation that from two thousand twelve on, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a combination of a couple of different factors, but um, it's a situation that is over sixty percent. There's still like three hundred games in it. And it does favor Minnesota here. I see. So um, I guess the question is, what's your? You said a lot. What's your best case for New England if you were given a one-issue handicap? And what's the best case for Minnesota? New England is a clear-cut value power rating-wise. They're a good point and a half north of Minnesota. I think that's fair. Yes, and they're catching three. All right. So what's the other way? The just the bounce back. Um. The fact that Thursday typically benefits the home team, the mm-hmm. short week, although mm-hmm. Belichick, I don't know if that's so so true. Um, also, I brought the analogy. This was a big game on Sunday. It's not like yep. he had any – I mean, this was the second – if you look at who whose playoff chances moved the most off of this last week's games, the Giants were downgraded, tw- like 20 percentage points of chance to make the playoffs. Jets were 15 percentage points. The two biggest losers were in, in chance to make the playoffs were the New York teams. And New England, even with this win, is a little below the Jets. The Jets are like at, I think Kevin Cole had 52%, and New England's at 50 So if New England didn't win this game, they were like out of and, it. In interesting. A way. And as much as New England dominated the game, it was still um, basically tied uh, with no team with an advantage with 18 seconds to play. And here's a case where Minnesota, yeah, they got their butts kicked. They got to rest everybody in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, I just. So energy wise. I just have an idea. Short though. week. Mackenzie flashed something, but I don't think it's the point. But I think it reminds me of something. He said, hey, as I told you guys, Belichick asked for a team the week off his buy that was off a buy, too. He believes that's an advantage. But do you think he wasn't working on Minnesota? The Jets are so – they had just played the Jets two weeks before. The most familiar you could be is Bill Belichick, who's got a a psychopedic mind – playing an in-division team for the second time in a couple of weeks, mm. and you're off a bye. Like, that, you got too much time, right? Yes. Now, isn't New England preparing for Minnesota some of that time? At least the coaches. For sure. Oh, well, of course. So doesn't so I guess the question and, is something that and looked, Minnesota's been working on Dallas and because they don't that even, was a bigger game. Do we have that. a game Thursday? Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't know. A, I mean, it's, especially if you go Buffalo-Dallas – you're not thinking New England on that. I feel like New I, I, England has a, a really strong point. So I almost use the example of the expert juggler 
He throws the ball up. He's got this other ball in his hand, and he knows exactly when to release the other mm-hmm. ball, keep it, keep all the balls mm-hmm. juggling. Mm-hmm. Whereas the bad coach, like he throws the ball up in there, he's busy with some other things, spinning plates and stuff, and that ball's about to come down on his hand. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm Except talking in about this case, the Minnesota-Dallas game. Belichick's ball was a machete. Yes, but uh, um, but uh, but 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 what happens with poor Minnesota is they've got a ball in their hand. They're like, I need that hand to catch this ball, uh-huh. so they're going to chuck that New England ball up here, there, anywhere because they got to get but rid of it. Come back and try to catch, off. and then they got to figure out where the machete is flying and then it's around. It's going to be going through the wrist. Yes. So I think we got the analogy. So I it think turns machete. It turned the ball into a machete. So I think if you like the plus three, it's starting to, to leak. I think you take the plus three on New England because of the the genius and all the items that you're just saying. Although you got to be concerned about the fact. How good is this defense might be really good? I mean, I, I know the Jets average less than a three inches per snap on the second. I've never seen that before. I've always seen like yards per play, not inches. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, you think feet per play is one thing, inches per play. I've only they... seen like them bring like like uh, uh, the millimeter, you know, like like when they're measuring for a first down. Not uh, yeah. But... And it's like there's two inches. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> there are three feet in a yard. You think getting down a feet would be enough? But I think they got two yards in the whole second half. You know, you got to. You got to give credit in some way. The rest of the the defense must have played really well. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, no matter how bad. Well, and again, this is probably worth talking about. Is um, oh, is this is this now for the season? Yeah, ninety six. Okay, so their EPA is number one, and their success rate for New England's number one. Mac Jones, in a weird way, three three makes you think, oh my god. But he seemed to play actually much better. They strangely. got unlucky. They they were they they got three hundred yards. They 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 should have scored probably nineteen points. And I'm sure you they didn't have... play well. I mean, it's really windy. It was like thirty five mile an hour. Winds. Well, that that's what Wilson told us. But <laughs> but I, but I'm sure that. Uh, it, it was great consternation to you that the Jets didn't kick the ball out of bounds. Because the theory is with that amount of time left, the only way you really get beat is a return. Now, that's interesting, but the only way you win is the fumble is the punt returner fumbles it, which is more likely. How often does a guy return a punt well, for a touchdown need, versus fumble? There was enough time that even if they called that block in the back, they could have kicked a long field goal. Now, hey, folk missed two, so who knows? Yes, but 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 seriously, in retrospect, if the New England guy fumbles the punt or muffs mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. would you not have said, wow? Where did he, re- where did he receive the ball? Like the 15. It oh, was it was that long. It might have been the 23. What so was it? Can you look it up, McKenzie? It was like an 80-yard punt return. So yeah. th- that was the first punt return for a touchdown this entire NFL season. So, so so your point is, I have not heard this. Your point is it's a better chance he'd fumble it, recovery, field goal, Jets win, than he returns it. Exactly right. And if he oh. had fumbled it, I think everyone would have said, you know, how can you how can you field that punt? You know, you know, nothing good can come of it, and you can lose the game. Well, <sighs> I'm going to give you some claps here. But didn't Belichick call in that timeout when he did tell you what he thought his edge was? He wanted to field that punt. Could've so just, do you want what he wants? Well, Think about it. You're sitting. You're on no, the other sideline. No, no, because he can block the punt, and the punt could get snapped but, over but the punter's the head. You can make it, them punt on. it. This is what Lombardi said. Lombardi said they had both gunners doubled. That, the min, that, that they should have mm. told the punter. If they are looking for the, you know, if they, if there's no one on the gunners, which means you're going for the block, you get that thing away. Whatever they say in a high pressure block situation, you say it to mm. the punter. But if the double, if they got the gunners doubled, kick it out of bounds. Ah. Now, that would have been an if then situation. And, and you could say well, it's easy to say, well, this seems like a situation that comes up, right? 
By the way, I'm confident 20 years from now there will be like most of the punters in the NFL will be rugby kickers that just scrub the ball along just just because it, you know it's, it's so difficult to field a risk in fumbles. But what happens if the U.S. debt is so big that the NFL <laughs> is dollar does this? And maybe the some of our that. punters would be here are going to be playing rugby. I have to. I have to comment also. Play, is that where they play rugby? Australia. One yeah. of the places. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I have to comment in England. They. I have to comment on the. The spread was Please three do. and a half. The spread Please was do. three and a half. It was the Jets were going to lose, but they easily could have lost by three because they could. It's 50 50 whether they called the block in the back, which was immaterial to the play. I agree. Yeah. All right. So I think this is a good lesson, which is this if you think the following, you're making a mistake. Okay. If you think you should win the games you win against the spread, so cover the games you cover and cover the games that took a bad beat. To beat you, which you can make the case at the end, it was a bad beat to lose if you had plus three and a half at the end. All right. And if you think you're supposed to win the ones that you don't win, but you dominate the stats, if those are Venn diagrams, there's some overlap there and you can't be on the right side of all of them. But you can find like 75% of the games you can say, I was on the right side. Either the right side or it took a bad beat. Because you, oh, be you cannot even be on the, the Jets weren't on the right side, but they took a bad beat to beat you. Oh, I was 90% to cover with the Jets plus three and a half and you're pun- as soon as winning, I got that punt you're away. You're probably winning 48 to 50% yeah. anyway. Yeah. So be careful. Like put your your exactly. games in the categories of what you really think. It's a great call. Yeah. All right. Last thing, I want you to ask me how interested I am in the World Cup. RJ, how <laughs> interested are you in the goings on in Qatar, Qatar Kowalda or whatever it is in the World Cup? Nil. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Next game. And he's passing the ball. Um, All right. Giants, Cowboys. Okay. So we talked a little. Well, we talked a little. Reverse reverse chronological. I think I got that. Yes. I think the Detroit's would be the next game, right? Yes. All right. All right. Giants, you talked about the power rating on them. Uh, I think that was the last part, right? And uh, you downgraded them a half. You, You now got them, what, 22? I have the New York Giants, 22. Okay. Yes. So somehow they get downgraded, but okay, because there was a lot of turnovers. A lot, all right. And did you upgrade the lines? Yes, by half a point. Okay. Now they've won three in a row. What do you think about the line? They because stink. Even winning three in a row. They've, they're phony wins. They had phony win against the Bears, phony win against the Giants. But they got, how do you get upgraded a half point for a phony win? Because they won by 13. All right, all right. You know, so I, then I, it's not a phony win. I didn't win. I didn't upgrade them for their win against it's the Bears. First. Okay. So, so they're they're not getting any upgrades, even though everyone's talking about Dan Campbell's turned the corner and the, the Lions are for real. I've heard people make the case that the Giants played better, like Daniel Jones in the passing offense. Generally, it was one of their best games of the year. If you take out the, I agree, but so but but they were way. losing the whole game, so that helps. They're passing every down. They're not handing off to Barkley like every. Two-thirds of the plays. But in a weird way, couldn't you make the case? Couldn't you make the case that you got to figure Dayball is going to do well. Dayball is going to do well against the um, – in general, he's not going to turn the ball over. In general, all the smart little things you can do to win, he's going to do. And if he has that plus the passing's a little bit better – then isn't that a buy sign for the Giants? Meaning they didn't do what they typically do. Mm-hmm. But we can bet they will most games. And the other parts, the parts of the game that they've been under 
performing on, if there's signs of life there, isn't that a good thing? It is, but I, I just look fundamentally. I think the Giants have a subpar defense and no playmakers. I just think they're doing it with smoke and mirrors. But less so than most games this last game. But they hurt, another playmaker got hurt. Yeah. So who knows? But the one they traded got hurt, too. But Barkley's really good. You know, I mean, so. But doesn't doesn't the dependence on Barkley on a short week, isn't that a bad thing? Yes. By the way, Daniel Jones had 341 passing yards. And you might ask, well, is that more than his, you know, his best of the year? Yeah, by 124 yards. Is that right? 124 yards. Saquon Barkley's been a monster. Yeah. So and they've had the lead. So, so I'm just going to do some quick math here. Two, like, 17 is that yeah? Two seventeen was his it was his max before that in mm. London versus the Packers. Correct. So in the contiguous United States, <laughs> what was his his high in the contiguous United States was two hundred and two yards versus the Jaguars. My Northwestern Wildcats have not won a game in North America this year. <laughs> <laughs> think I about that. Ex- eliminate two games, and the third best. We could just say, what's the third best passing day from Daniel Jones? Two hundred and two yards. Mm. And now he gets 341, and you're saying, oh, maybe it's a small influence. He's chucking the ball every down. Against a prevent defense, down 20. Uh, grain of salt. All right. All right. Hmm. Mackenzie, we happen to do removal of garbage time. How much what, – what stats – we'll continue with this game. You can get those numbers up because I won't be able to re- – I don't want to just know the score. I want to know stats-wise how many plays were garbage time and how many yards were garbage time? We'll continue with this game. Who do you like in this game? I'm glad you asked that. Yes. Because this is – I'm be, glad you asked about the soccer. This is a Fezzik family tradition, losing money on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And here's why. You know what the optimal bet is when you have a negative EV? Zero. Exactly. Well, here's the problem. It starts out with a negative EV, and then a lot of the wise guys, yeah, they'll work a couple hours, and then go have Thanksgiving with, uh-huh. with the family. So the later it gets in the day, the more likely is that the public— If a, if a favorite runs, yes, the buyback contingent isn't there. You're exactly right. And the later in the—so this is a game that's 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, So this is, and it's a significant favorite. So what I'm saying is that there is no way— I am going to bet the New York Giants until five minutes before this game starts because I am sure, especially— no, uh, What's your buy price? Do you, do you buy it at any price above this one, or do you need 10? I need 10. So at 10, you take the Giants. And i got to be honest, I'm extremely conservative because I've had so many Thanksgivings ruined by the Detroit Lions who always seem to be catching 10 and always and seem to lose by always, 14. You seem to always be on them. I, I'm forced to because, like, that, like literally there have been years where, the, like, the line's 9 and it drops to 8.5 at the sharp books, and I'm betting plus 10. It's that big of a difference. Now, does the three-game losing streak or winning streak for Detroit— well, I, I guess we're talking about that game now. <laughs> we'll Let's, we'll wait for that. But my question is going to be, does it help them or hurt them? Are they too excited or are they energized? You're excited to talk about it. Yeah. I just think it's interesting because you're seeing now, we were making fun of the Restore the Roar crowd, right? Oh, yes. And I was. And now they seem to be popping their heads back up. You didn't see him for a long There's time. There's talk about you know these guys. And I just wonder, net net, where are, where is Detroit relative to expectations? And there's guys like like well, their expectation they're at expectation because they were supposed to win six and a half games, and okay. I think that's what their expectation is now. They're back to like all, people come out of the woodwork. I told you, I, I bet Detroit over six and a half. Didn't hear from them three weeks ago. I'm hearing from them now. So let's look at this Dallas team because it was listen. My best bet was Minnesota. I think I had the wrong side there. But, but it's one of those things when you play a team in general, you, this is one of my adages. 
you got to be willing to lose and look and look embarrassing doing it if you want to bet right in the NFL. Because if you always bet the better team, the road favor, it's rare they're going to get blown out. They might, but not near as much as the home dog. It's a pretty safe bet to take in Zaga against St. Mary's. And, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and to me, it's usually going to be when, in that analogy, the, the line should be eight and you're getting nine and a half. That's the difference between winning and losing. And I think in general, a lot of people said, uh, a lot of people are asking well, why, why Dallas is favored here. You know what I think? It's because the market thinks they're better. It's like, yeah, of course, dickhead. We got that part. Now the question is, why? Is this valid or is it invalid? Because I can promise you at any given time, whatever the market price is, is the sentiment of the market. Okay? And you know what? Sometimes that sentiment changes. Right? And it could be on information or it could be on people waiting in the weeds to bet at a certain point. All right. So, anyway, I wonder where they're. And then when, when Dallas wins so much, it goes, do you understand why they were favored now? <laughs> it, yes, except that does, it's not how probability works, but okay. I want to ask you. All right. So, this is a fat and happy holiday, and I'm happy I can eat again. All right. So, given that week and off such a satisfying win, my, I know it's a big divisional showdown game. All right. But really, let's face it, Dallas' showdown games against the Eagles, they they know they're better than the Giants. Might they be a little bit too fat and happy on Thanksgiving? Maybe even have a well, little— Well, isn't Dallas renowned for whenever you start to believe in them? Yes, and especially as a home favorite. that they When they get to be a juiced home favorite, that they, they uh, don't So what you're it. saying is sit back. If you're, if you're a, a skeptic of the Giants. So if it, you, it's taking 10 for you to fire. Well, the, the problem I have is that I make the game 10. So— because you're a skeptic of the Giants. Yeah, yes, but I do think that that it's it's kind of like the like the, the, this. There's a guy he's he's passed away unfortunately. I think it's Dan, Dan Gordon used to have the 50 point swing game. Okay, and he says like if one team underperforms the spread, he wrote a book that had like sports book in the title. It's how to beat the sports book. Yeah, okay, yes, okay. it's a pretty good book. Got mistakes. I have it in pretty my collection. Book. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you have a criticism of all of the books, Fred. Um, you should write a book about how the other books fall short. Like that, you know, that's actually brilliant. <laughs> that, I, if I wrote a book that just did nothing but but talked about these are my top twenty ranked sports betting books and talked about the pros and cons, mm-hmm. everyone would, would be, everyone buy it. It would be like the encyclopedia. I think it'd be a success, right? And you know what? Since I'm on like a five year horizon writing the, in my opinion, it will be the the best book I can produce. Meaning, I really believe there's not. You know, I was talking on a business call actually with Scott, and he set up a business call about their pod straight out of Vegas AM. That's our Scott Shapiro. No, no. Oh, no, no, I mean, I mean, sorry, Scott Seidenberg. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. Whatever it's Scott, I think about both of them. Well, so. I mean, they're both Jewish. I don't know if you just put them in the same group or not. But I want to give a thank you. you Scott sent me a very nice email the other day. Jeez, he, well, I guess everyone at Fox. Not Seidenberg. He didn't say oh, anything. Yeah, he, <laughs> it was like, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, Scott Shapiro, the head or the day-to-day head at Fox Sports Radio. A great relationship and a, a big fan of his. He used to be at Mike and Mike. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. He used to be at Mike and Mike mm-hmm. uh, years ago. And uh, he was called the Gnome or something, if you mm. remember that show. He was a, he was their original producer, I think. And then um, we're talking about Scott Seidenberg, who bets sides and totals, but he, you know, Seidenberg. Um, and you're saying they're both Jewish, but Seidenberg's not as nice. Is that generally what you're saying? I am so like. Um, unaware when it comes to that, like people will tell me things like he's Jewish. Although well, Mc- I, you don't see color either. So no, Mackenzie says I do see color. So <laughs> well, I, and I, think I think he's human, right. I think, I think he's right. I think he's right. Does. But I don't see he, but church. You, I don't see synagogue. I don't see any of that. 
And you know that puts you, I don't know, in a minority, but there's certainly a contingent that does. Grow up as being Unitarian, and I think a lot of us would be the same way. All right. So here's what I know is, (laughs) what I know is, I think you're a little hard on the Giants. The fact that 10 actually has you okay with the Giants means I'm going to be okay probably at 9. I see. Myself. But I also think this, this is what disturbs me a little bit about being anti-Dallas. I think his name's Anthony Barr. So he's a guy that used to play for Minnesota. He Mm, wanted to play really bad in this game. But what ends up happening is when Barr was out, and he was out this game, it was a last-minute decision. He was injured. That it's now been two games that Barr's been out. And that when he's out, they're so thin at linebacker that uh, that, that um, there isn't rushing. <clears throat> you know, the, the the defensive player of the year who became that when he started coming around the end and starting to be like an edge rusher. Mika Parsons has had two. Parsons can't do. He's that. had two sacks in five games. So what That's I'm pretty sa- good. <laughs> well, but what I'm saying is, the last two games, it's been driven. I think by he's not. He only rushed. I think the last games like seven times. He and only he's getting rushed. two sacks in 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 one game five times. Five times he's gotten two sacks in oh, one game. In what in what um in which games? Five of them. Okay, got, but got, but, how, but the question is the last two. I I don't know. All right, so I'm sure he got uh, two this game. I don't think he did. No? Can you look at the, how he did this game? What I know for sure, and how he did last game, because what I know for sure is this: if he did do well this game, it concerns me, hmm. because if the bar's absence was a big killer for them, and still he's able to do something in this game, and we'll look at his numbers. You want to read him, Mackenzie? Yeah, he had two sacks and one forced fumble in this game. He had no sacks against the Packers the game before. Now, so so that, if anything, is a problem. If you want to, and to me, you want to buck Dallas. If they got this figured out, and the last game they clearly didn't. He only rushed the passer seven times. This time he's getting a fumble it caused and two sacks. That means they figured something out. Well, and the Vikings had a key injury on their O-line. Yeah, yeah Darius you know, All yeah. the protection kind of crumbled after that's that. interesting but either way i guess what i'm saying is anthony Barr's supposed to be back yes now that's the question if he's not back even though this improved this game i'm still much, i'm on giants at, that's what i'm going to do i'm on the giants at nine if bars out at 10 if he's in and anthony Barr's never been worth a point but maybe he is <laughs> and let me let me just finish the dan gordon this game. The, yes. the 50 point oh, thing sorry, yes. so when one team's underachieves versus the spread and the other team overachieves and the difference is 50 plus points this Dan Gordon, I agree with this. He says it's almost an automatic bet mm-hmm. to bet on the underachieving team. I think that now I think both teams have to have won or lost. Yes. Because that, 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 whenever you look at the distribution of results, I don't think it would ever qualify. Well, yeah, it <laughs> would be point. difficult. But like, let's say the number was 30, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if one team wins by 35, the other team wins by five. Right? Yeah, it could happen. It could because there's there's times where like there's some great like like teams when they're when Jacksonville is really bad that they're catching like 22. Mm-hmm. So if you only beat Jacksonville by three and you're laying 20, yes, that would. So we're talking ATS covers. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm talking, okay. I'm talking I thought ATS. we were straight. so 50 point ATS. Okay. All right. All right. I accept Which usually you get. Yeah, usually yeah, yeah. it's a blowout. So. But but I do think it's worth saying because here's what I think we should do. I think we should change what we're gonna do. And I think we should do just these games today, not even the recaps for the other games, because Wednesday is going to be a shorter show anyway. Because we have, why don't we just do the recaps we there? Could, in fact, we could do the same format on Wednesday. Yes, I like that. I like you know, that. do a mar- do a little bit, yeah. So let's do that, and that way we can just finish this, and not, it won't be a super long pod. And then over the holidays, they'll have more time to get ready for the Sunday games. But I was told I could review Cobra Kai. 
Well, I think that's going to be a separate pod that we put through a special channel. Uh, <laughs> no, did you want to read? No, I don't think this is the week. I think next week. Or the summertime. <laughs> that reminds me of the great Joe. You saw the outlaw Josie Wales, right? Parts of it. Oh, my God. Clint Eastwood. So Just he, when they're crossing the river, that scene. And, and he's whistling Dixie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a fa- it's good you even knew where I came from. All right. So here's what, I, here's what I'm thinking, all right, is <laughs> what's so great in this is he's just a badass, as you would expect, right? He's the outlaw Josie Whale. He shoots people dead, right? But he has a heart. So he gets it. There's this like, just like Johnny fucking Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you need to do a dual <laughs> review. All right. So, but here's the situation is he falls for this girl. Now, somehow she was like 16 back in 73 or whenever he made this, it was okay. East was like 42. She's like 16, I think. But that's fine, I guess, at the time, contemporaneously. Juliet was 13. It's fine. Yeah, but I think Romeo was 16, so it's a little different. So I think a lot of the statutory laws were built around, you know. (laughs) That's that play? (laughs) Yeah, except when he turned 18, he had to cool his jets for a couple years. I I think they were 14 and 15, but (laughs) Well, all right. So, But still, there'd be that that chasm, Mm -hmm. let's call it, the great chasm, the cold chasm. So anyway, (laughs) is he got with her. The young, young one. And everyone seemed happy. It was like they consummated the relationship at the very end. Hmm. Then the next morning at 4.15 in the morning, like the sun's not even up yet. You see Eastwood packing his horse. <laughs> like he's 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 hitting the road before six eight, you know, before anyone's up. And then the Indian who was his buddy during it comes up and goes, Where are you going? He goes, ah. I gotta do, I've been here too long. That's his first line. I've been here too long. He goes, I gotta hit the road. He goes, huh, what should I say to her? The Indian says. He goes, tell her I'll be back in the spring. Or maybe next spring. <laughs> or he says, or maybe the spring after that. So it's like maybe, I don't know, October, let's say. So he's saying, I'll be here in five months. Or maybe in 17 months. You know, Rocky wanted to do that every day. <laughs> so there you go. All right. So no Cobra Kai. No Cobra, but Buffalo, Detroit, we got to talk. You know something? We got to talk Buffalo, Detroit. Oh, for sure. But what I was going to say was, I was going to say maybe you could do Cobra Kai. Can do one line? Yeah, at the end. Because uh, we want to tease the best for last, right? We want pe- to keep people stuck listening to this handicap when you could be doing a line of Cobra Kai, right? Yes. All right. So anyway, let's do this same conceit, though, for the Dallas game. What's the main reason about Dallas? What's the main reason about the Giants? One reason each. I think the reason on the Giants is simple. Tell me if you agree. This line's a jumbo line. The line's up from the summer. Like Dallas has got, I mean, Dallas's record doesn't warrant this. There's something about this. It's the fact they won so much. The look ad line was six and a half to seven. And now the line's nine. So it, all it took was one loss for the So yeah. your point is this isn't a season thing. This is a sentiment in the last week. That's right. Blowout in one team. Isn't that the recipe for a bet? Yes. What did you bet Dallas minus six and a half? No. So how? Oh, oh I did. I'm sorry. I did. Right. I did bet them minus six and a half. I do have them. Do you? But would that be one of your biggest bets of the year? Well, no, because I <laughs> moved to seven. But if, like, if I could have bet more, yeah, yeah, 
Right, well, but, but part of it was think but, think about it, part of it is that I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I get my ass kicked every Thanksgiving because I'm forced to bet the dogs at really good numbers. Let me get in front of it so that right. I can bet the favorite. And at least I don't have my Thanksgiving dinner wrecked because I have to bet the Giants plus ten. Wouldn't it be funny if you told your family that you had to have Thanksgiving dinner at nine a.m. So like, <laughs> well, before, could, yeah, so that you can eat before you start losing the Detroit game. <laughs> Well, at least they do. We'd all enjoy it more. Yeah. So Cowboys as a favorite on Thanksgiving, all right. Ten times since 2011, one and nine against the spread. But let's let's continue with the old six and a half. You think it was a great bet, but what did you think the line should? You would have quit betting at seven and a half, right? Oh God, yes. No way. I wouldn't even have laid seven. I would. I needed the six and a half. All right. So let's so say seven was bet. a fair line. Then plus nine is a good bet if seven's a fair line. Absolutely. And how? And really, how much reevaluation can there be between these games? I mean, I don't get that there's much. Well, I made. I, I think Dallas. You got to give a nice up. I get. I up Dallas one and a half for oh, dominating. And that's as big as it gets. Well, then, but Minnesota was a below average team. So how does how do you? It's like you're giving them credit for beating an eight and one team, but you said they were below average. Yeah, and they and they beat Minnesota by more points than Minnesota has ever lost at home in the history of the franchise. But, but a lot of that's garbage. By the way, let's get that garbage time numbers out, McKenzie. <laughs> for this game, or you asked me about the Giants Cowboys earlier? Minnesota Gi- Dallas. Uh, well, let's oh, no. do let's do. Well, first of all, Giants Cowboys didn't haven't played. Yeah, Giants Lions. I had pulled earlier. Yep. They actually did play. This is their second meeting. Okay, but what I'm saying is not. Last week. Yes. All right, listen, we don't have to have conjecture. Let's look at the numbers. So give us the two games that are pertinent, Dallas's game last week, Giants' game last week, and tell us what during the both games, I don't know if you're the one that said Daniel Jones and garbage time. We'll see how much garbage time there was. But give us, let's start with the Giants. All right, Giants, Detroit, how much garbage time was there and what was the how many plays maybe and what was the scoring that we project should have happened during the, that time? About a fifth of the game was garbage time. Giants, for example, had 50 competitive plays, 12 garbage time plays. And if you just looked at the competitive portion, the Lions won bigger than they did. 27-14 is our projection. In garbage time, Giants made it up a little bit. Six to one, they did a little bit better. All right, so they picked up five points. I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. All right. Dallas's game against Minnesota? In the competitive portion, Dallas won 30 to 9 by our projections, and they continued to win in garbage time 5 to 3, our stats based projections would say. Which Minnesota pulled back their starters. Yep. They had an injury. Okay. Okay. So Giants actually picked up something. So I'll accept that. So our final tally here is what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the, nine, the the 10 even if Anthony Barr plays for Dallas, but I'm going to take the nine if he doesn't. And I think this is a strong handicap because basically the line was seven. I, I didn't bet it because it closed seven. If I would have bet it, it would have gone to seven and a half. So I, I, I deemed it was unworthy to bet Dallas minus seven. Just to be clear, that look was ahead. with the look ahead. Okay. Yeah. So now what has happened? Dallas is a point out better. The Giants are a half point worse. Bang. Now we make the, the line nine instead of seven. Okay. So seven was correct. Now nine is correct, but look at. The situation now is off the charts great for the Giants, the team that was embarrassed, and it's bad for Dallas, fat and happy on Thanksgiving. And they're one and nine Thanksgiving favorites. They're generally not good when they're feeling when Jerry's talking Super Bowl is the time to fade them. Mm. Um, let me question what you just said. A lot of shows like to say things kind of quick and act like it's true. You said the line would have moved to seven and a half if you had bet it. I believe in the look aheads. And you're making max bets. I believe that the six and a half and seven, you know, made sense. But if there was just one book in the world 
that had this and you bet it the second time, I think they would have moved it. But if the rest of the market's a six and a half, like the three or four other books they're looking at, you move it to seven with your bet and you bet it again, I think they hold back moving it until they see someone else move to seven. Are they going to be a whole point off of the market? From like, if the rest of the market, they don't see- care what the market. I would need to physically bet against them, max bet to move it to seven and a half. They're not. They're yeah, not. But, but yeah. what I'm saying, no, no. What I'm saying is, let's say you bet the first time, mm-hmm. max bet, move, they move it from six and a half to seven. Yes. You bet it right after they move it to seven. Do you think they move to seven and a half? They do. Even though there's six and a halves out there. Yes. Hmm. That's a lot of confidence, Fez. A lot of confidence. It's just experience. I mean, listen. That's where the confidence comes from, isn't it? I'm just saying. Would you agree a lot of confidence? Yes. All right. I, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I will just say this. <laughs> Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. Except not off more than a point off of the market. No, even <laughs> All right, let's do our last game for Thanksgiving. You got it? Yeah, Buffalo at the Detroit Lions, 9.30 a.m. early start It's dictating the start of your dinner. Yes, so we have a situation where current number is nine and it's nine and a half, Mm -hmm. and it was the look ahead was 10 on this game. Wow. Maybe I should do the early line. Yeah, I was fumbling. I was just seeing how you did. I fumbled and stumbled. It's okay. Who's playing? No, I'm joking. All right, Detroit. I got to be honest. My mind isn't wrapped ahead of this. Is new for me. Looking on Monday, you know, at the uh, we're Monday night tape. I write it chronologically, left to right, and somehow I I went reverse chron when I was describing it, which is All the right. wrong so way. So what do you right? Let's do this now. So the summer line in this was eight. It is interesting that the opener of the look ahead was ten. So it's saying Detroit, who at the time had only you know was in a two game winning streak, but still not much. But they were had something that. Somehow Buffalo was only in, in combination. Buffalo was only two points better in combination with uh, with Detroit being worse than the summer. I think as of last week, you had to have Detroit downgraded from the summer, right? Yes. And you had to have was Buffalo like flat? We were worried about Buffalo and the elbow with I, Josh Allen. Yeah, but this was for the look ahead game. So I mean, how long? It was already, but but then, that news then, it then, hit. Well, I tell you this: what we saw in that game against Cleveland shouldn't assuage our concerns about his elbow, should it? I think he looked. It, he ran three times. He looked like he didn't want to run, and and by all accounts, the all twenty-two guys say he looked. It was problematic. Yeah, so you can't use words like assuage because then I got to go through my, my dictionary and figure out what you're saying. You I, know? It, it shouldn't have. Uh, it shouldn't have dampened your concerns. <laughs> all right? yeah, I still have concerns, and I did lower. So Buffalo so, met the expectations. They won by eight, covered the seven and a half. I did. I actually downgraded them a half because of. Con- because I assuaded my concerns. No, they weren't assuaged. Yeah. They, they persist. <laughs> Damn it. They persist. <laughs> Persisted, right. yes. Persist cash is it? So what you're saying is what you're saying is that uh, your concern about the bills is a combination of what you've seen the last few weeks, which has been underplaying a lot, of, and continuing health concerns about Josh Allen. Exactly. But I love the spot for the bills. No, you do know they're going back to Buffalo. I did not know that. Yes. What? Yeah. And the team doesn't, and, 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 the, and apparently there's some guff. The team wanted to stay, or some of the team did, but they are going back. So they're going well, they're to shovel back. the snow they're off. The, they're they're, they're yeah. shoveling the snow off the roofs. Hopefully no one gets hurt. Yeah, yeah. That's because that was like the one thing that was like putting mm-hmm. me 
um, on looking towards Buffalo was I was like, wow, Detroit's been on the road back-to-back games and, and Buffalo, no distractions for Thanksgiving. That's horrible. That's terrible. Yeah, so that makes no sense. I didn't even check. I was so certain they'd stay. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it was because right when this was rescheduled, you heard a lot of people say, oh my gosh, this is an opportunity. They can stay. And it's like, no. They, they, you know, again, apparently there was some dissent. There was, they're being a natural disaster in their home city. I can see their families being happy about them coming home for Thanksgiving week. Yes. Okay. All right. That's well. That now I now I I like Detroit. That that, it was that that big. That's instead of a a plus. That's a huge negative. Yeah. So Josh Allen in a dome had the fewest yards he had thrown the entire year, less than 200 yards, 197 yards hmm. in this last game. Now, being in the same venue— Certainly a benefit. Yeah. yeah same. I wonder if they were in the visitors' locker room. I guess oh. they would have been—no, they would have been in the home locker room because they were the, still designated home yeah. team. So now they're going to go to the other locker room and say, this dump after last week. <laughs> you know, once you go to like a nice There's only hotel, two urinals? This is ridiculous. <laughs> and it's—I I can still remember when I went to a game. I was young. I can't remember. Eight or nine. And they had the urinals. I don't know if you ever seen them at these stadiums where there's like just a big like bathtub that's like four times as big as a bathtub. Oh, I, I froze but up. It, I couldn't go. <laughs> it was circular. Yeah, I mean, there's no talk about this. It's like being in the army. Yeah, at age eight, I age, didn't, AJ I, would just waddle up there and go. But I mean, I got people next to wait, me. Wait, when you say waddle, <laughs> what are you meaning? Like a duck? Uh, you know. <laughs> By the way, speaking of. Not a dog. The Rattler stepped up, huh? What was it? South Carolina? He had his best game. Yes. You weren't following that? I was not. No. Okay. Okay. You were getting ready for NFL. They, 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 you know, that I, we were talking NFL, but I do think that the South Carolina game against Tennessee shows how live wagering, and I did not personally take advantage mm-hmm. of this, is con- the, the algorithm can be completely wrong because South Carolina just kicked their butts the mm-hmm. whole game. Mm-hmm. But, like, but wait a minute, South Carolina's a big underdog. So the, 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 apparently there were bargains to be had throughout well, the game. But it's easy to say that after the fact, but usually a team that can throw the ball that's down, don't you always hear about how it's easy money betting them to come back? Right, but apparently South Carolina just, like, Or apparently it's different people whatever. yapping now than are usually yapping. Well, someone sent me screenshots of all his well, bets after the bet. But I'm saying there's thousands of people batting, and all I'm saying is— But he doesn't send me the screenshots when he gets his butt kicked. Let me ask you this. In general, if a team that's favored and can pass, favored by a significant amount and can pass, is down, but it's still a possible comeback, isn't almost 99% of the time the the, the best practice bet— the sharp bet is on the team to come back. Yes, example, Kansas City Chiefs, I think, yeah. have come back six times. They, they've trailed a half six times. They've won six six times. It's like the NFL. Yeah, best. and to say and to say in this case that, well, I tell you, if you were watching the game, you could have seen that the real move was going opposite that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it does feel like you don't often – it's almost like, hey, I got my, in my pocket. Uh, uh. I think Hooker got hurt also, so it magnified then the, the, the great Tennessee uh, quarterback. By the way, with the Giants uh, this week, you guys might be looking at 10. But I got 13 <laughs> in the Asian markets, and it was, it was in between game mm. one and two. Yeah, it's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Um, I think the kids say show receipts these days. So you think that – Staying or not staying is worth how many points? Because if you could go from one side to the other, it's one be worth plus like one points. minus one. It's worth two. Okay, so you know, so are you? You're saying you it changes your lean, but you probably don't bet this either way, right? I, I'm going to bet Detroit. I'll lose because I always lose betting on Detroit, but I'll bet Detroit. Will you take it out on your family? 
Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's involuntary. <laughs> absolutely. I can't help it. I mean, he's being honest because if you're really mad, you don't really have a choice. Got to respect that. Let's be yeah. honest. All right. Um, right now, if you could have any ticket for any team to win the Super Bowl. Kansas who, City. All right. Now you were just, oh, ticket! Now you said ticket. No, the current prices. No, let's say it's let, let's say it's uh, you win a hundred thousand bucks. It doesn't no Kansas no odds. City. Okay, forty um, nine or so value wise. Okay, but you were saying Buffalo. We should have bet like at plus two fifty not that long ago, right? What was the, what were the odds when you? I, were... I, I it was plus two fifty, and I literally called the market crash on the Bills. I literally bet it right after right the, the week before so you're Josh Allen the got hurt. Of you betting is what triggered it. Like they were waiting for the sixth sign of the apocalypse or whatever, <laughs> and yeah. you and it was like Fezzik bet it, put everything in motion. That's like what happened. It's like the movie The Big Short. I literally was the guy that was like high fiving when you were going in and shorting your CMOs. I was the one booking that and high fiving in my conference room about the sucker. Uh, well, remember that. that, I, that yeah. But remember that was like a year or two. They, yeah. Because remember he wouldn't. All his people were leaving the fund because he was waiting it out. Yes. And he was playing like Metallica on his, his drums with his bum eye or something. Yeah, like remember? the minus 8% he erases and yeah. minus 12%. <laughs> Everyone's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I mean, I, yeah. Uh, who's the dude? He was in um, He was in Drive. He's a real good looking. Uh, Gossett, right? Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Uh, he was great in that movie. Because he he wasn't a nerd, you know, and yeah, I liked I liked that a lot. I actually bought that on Amazon. I don't buy many, but I wanted it at my tip and my fingers at any time. Plus, it was like I had credits for like having them deliver on Friday instead of Tuesday. There's nothing quick aside. Story time, thirty seconds. There's nothing I like more than buying something that's usually like twenty four dollars, but if you got my system, you can get it for like eight. But then you get a $3 credit because you say, go ahead and deliver in a couple more days. So now I went from eight to five effectively. And that thrills me in a way that I'm almost embarrassed about. I'm embarrassed about <laughs> 15 seconds. I get a $10 food credit daily uh -huh. from Caesars. <laughs> oh, of course. DeFaro, what are you going to eat for $10? DeFaro's Pizza. Nine ninety nine for a slice of pepperoni, and you don't tip. Ten ninety five for ten ninety five with tax. Mm -hmm. Don't pay tax on the comp, so they charge me ten ninety five. I wait till they ring it up, and then I give them the comp slip for ten dollars. And sometimes they get confused, and I'm like, just just, run just it. keep it. No, no, and then, <laughs> the I, and then I give them a dollar. Oh, you should just let them. You take ninety five back and give no, them a dollar. No, I just like it's it's free because they they take the tax back off the comp the comp but, covers. But I got a, I got another idea. Yeah. All right, follow me here. And a blue moon for one of my drinks. <laughs> I like blue moon and a pepperoni de faros. A, you you booze in the middle of the day? <laughs> I, I go in late at night. I make sure it ah. expires at midnight. So if it's if, if 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 there's any justification for going to Caesar's Sportsbook, I I do it so I can go get my four free drinks and my free slice but of pizza. I got an idea. How about you let them ring it up with the tax, all right? Give give them a dollar at mm. the same time that you give them. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, you don't give them a dollar. Well, yeah, you have to give them the dollar because that's what he's going to think it is. Right. You give them the, the 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 credit and say, oh, you you figure it out, but keep it. And now he's getting the dollar you would have gave him anyway, mm. but now you don't have to wait for the resolution. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It saves time. Yeah. And and he gets the exact same amount. No one's hurt, right. but I've, ser I've searched the property. Get the nine ninety nine best I, item. No, here's the question: so I don't have to pay nothing. If something was thirteen, 
Would you think about it just for the marginal difference? That is, is is the incremental gain worth three bucks? Is that how yes? You, because okay. Giada's has an eleven ninety nine yogurt fruit parfait with chia seeds or chia seeds. Uh-huh. That's delicious, but it cost me two bucks, and that's not worth it. Oftentimes, I go for the pizza, but but it's, but it's a balance. It matters. Do you feel like you need something healthy? Have you been regular lately? And it's that and it's stuff? and it's deferred. <laughs> like I I don't eat it till breakfast the next day, so it's how hungry I am. Okay, so I'll walk with it if I'm already. And you're eating. at Caesars. Do they realize how much the sports book's losing because you're forced to stop there every day to get his comp? I but I rate the sports book as like because they it's true they're, they're one of the top two sports books in the world. Oh, and it's just, so it's they, just so coincidentally you're being paid by them. You know what? Whatever the reason is harder as shoes, the Grinch grew up loving Caesar's Sportsbook. It's a fantastic sportsbook. But let's be honest. They probably are not – the lines aren't particularly sharp, and they have a high tolerance. I mean, they take some action. They take action. They're so like Circa. They, they're like Circa, but a, they take action. It's a good compliment. And yes, and they're not And they're not well, sharp. Circa takes action. Yeah, but Circa's really sharp. That's what I'm saying. So the difference is you want books taking action regardless, and you want some sharp books because sometimes you're playing – the sharp or the uh, square side, Let's and they have more product. They've got like the games of the year all over the place. Mm, they got a lot yeah. of product. They have that you can bet no on any of the teams. Yeah, certain. but you need a square book, and they might might as well have one that takes a and bet. I'm balancing them and, out sometimes. And you know what? If you get free food every day, so be it. That's right. I'm hoping it's the way you feel, and I'm hoping to get my my Detroit Lions plus ten. It might well be at Caesar's Sportsbook. Here's the last question: If something rang up to eight dollars. But you liked it a little better. I think you'd do the ten dollars. Oh yeah, because in your mind you're thinking you're getting screwed, even though you like you take something you like less that means you don't leave anything on that. Yeah, cost. because Starbucks has the four dollar kind bars, which I really like, uh-huh. but it only comes up to eight bucks, and there's no denomination. I can use the whole thing. Uh-huh. So my only option every now and then I'll do the five ninety nine bagel. And the $4 kind bar that uses the full nine ninety nine comp at Starbucks. And I like the fact I don't have to pay the bagel. They charge five ninety nine though. And I only have, and essentially, eh, it's zero. All right. When Fez passes away, let's, <laughs> okay. leave, let's leave the commemorative show. Let's lead off with this. And you know what? Have nothing else. <laughs> that, that if you this wa- is Fez. Yeah, if this is Fez. And just exactly this, because my guess is we've only gone about halfway into your contemplate. Have you ever calculated something with the aid of a calculator or abacus in this contemplation of the food? Time value of money. So between the, that day and the breakfast the next day? No, there's, there, there's, there's. Uh, they give out 1999 bottles of champagne, but I have to go all the way into the bowels of, of, of Paris and Bally's in the back. And do I you get, have to go, or does one of your men? I go? have to go oh because they ask for my ID. I give them my player's card. They're like, "We need your ID, sir," because they want to know you that you're of age to drink. Yeah, well, they want to know it's me. Maybe you send Mackenzie down there. No, I don't think it's that. I think they need to see the ID. They need to see the. the they need to see the ID because it's not because no, 20. even Starbucks cards. Made, I've been at the same Starbucks like twenty times. They're like, sir, we, I, I show them player's card. I'm like, I'm here every, three times a week. They're like, sir, need to see the ID. So you argue with the people getting paid getting a frappuccino. that they've been told something. They're getting paid 50K a year. Man. <laughs> so they can take your heat. Well, let me tell you. It's I hard make, being a barista I more, there. I That's a hard job. 50, and I don't think I'd want to be at, on the other end of your complaints because I will admit this. On Saturday, I didn't like your card. Mm. I, I went back at you a couple times. With what about this? What very gingerly? I went one and three. I went one and three on Sunday. I went three and zero oh on Saturday. So you liked my Saturday college football card, but you didn't like my Sunday card, and I went one oh, and three. 
Yeah, I wasn't talking yeah. about the Saturday action. I was talking about on Saturday when we the, were putting in the my NFL stuff. card. You, yeah. And you were correct. It went one and three. Yeah, but but well, you didn't one and three on your late telephone or your all access. On my yeah, but what you your had Steelers. Screw you, Pittsburgh. Yeah, but what, what you had Rams on Rams plus four, RJ. Rams plus four and a half on the contest. Oh, I'm gonna. I didn't complain about the Rams, did I? Mm. But what I said was, I said I don't really see why we're because a lot of sharp people I thought came around to Washington off that Monday night game. Though you wouldn't think that game led to that. Yes, they saw some stuff in there that was a continuation. Of and things. I pressed it, the green button. Oh, yeah. yeah. I took the oppo. And and I mean to me. It, it feels like one one Washington's coming around. It's it's yeah. It, what I missed on on Washington is that well, you missed the Houston. You almost needed Houston to win, and I think that's a mistake. And Wentz and Heineke, the the team, the rest of the team, so much happier with Heineke. Yeah, and I, I do think. think at some degree, when you ask Houston to win, you can't be necessarily on the right side. I, I agree. I agree with that. And I, you know, but 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 I gave you some. You know, I think one of my counters was, hey, I still like Minnesota, so obviously that wasn't going to be a good one. But then I think I had two more that were. Uh, we both like Pittsburgh, you know. And we you know, like, I came around on Pittsburgh because yeah. I actually remember I told you guys I was ready to fire Cincy against yeah, you. Yeah. But then the more I looked into it, the more I liked Pittsburgh. They could have gotten there. I think Cincy just played really well. Cincy's good in the second half. Those defensive adjustments are good. Uh, but let's just say this. Let's admit you were a little curt on Saturday. I was. Well, why was that? Um, it couldn't have been me. Oh, it's because it's because the effing. De- it, it, it's because when we do the super contest, like it, on Saturday night, pulling back the curtain, I got time. Yeah. I got no time. I'm like getting my phones blown up. It's it, it's like okay. between but, two and four. Well, I'm live. Want, but, we can have that conversation at noon. Like, how's this sound? It's all bad from like nine a.m. Well, then maybe you're doing too much. Well, I am. Because, but what I'm saying yeah. is the carve out. Because let's be honest, there's Tuesday night get Mac action. You're not in front of the TV every second. There are you. If you are, then you got to get a life. I I need to get a life. I mean, because let's be honest, what's your earn? What's your earn on the, these minutes you're spending? And obviously, there's going to be certain times that it ain't that much, right? right? But I I would say 9 a.m. all day Saturday, they're in is probably 500 an hour. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I don't. I'm not paying that. So now, but um, so maybe we look Friday night. What I'm saying is Friday night's excellent. Discuss, you know. That's what we should do because Friday night I'm always up late. And in fact, I don't know if you know this. I'm off, I'm, I'm on Bernie's. Like I, oh, I'm okay. talking to Bernie on no well, on Saturday good. night yeah. on Saturday so it's like Friday I tell him Friday and Saturday night between eleven and twelve is always great time that's great yes now, um, that's a great time we went three and two in the goal but I got to tell you it was one of the lucky I, I just feel very fortunate the one piece where did this, you get the nine that was great you got the Niners minus eight I, we didn't even talk about that remember I was like woefully unprepared for the when Monday heard, night when game I, when I heard about when I heard about the altitude and the line yeah. was oh, the line was drifting well not that. the altitude but what the, the fact because just last week I was talking about how staying. In Colorado, the fact that I didn't know San Fran did that until Friday afternoon. Ah, so that's that swung me a little bit. That makes sense. And then the line was drifting up. I think it was eight and a half at that point. Really, but it flew. It really was. It really went. It went all today. Yeah, I think. I think in general. Well, I think today though, some of the driver was that. Yeah, Murray was not even. But we didn't be think. Dr- yeah, but you, there was still a twenty percent chance. But he, he was, would he would have been hobbled out there with his cane. Been, yeah, I don't know. I I, I got to tell you, son. I think this game could be Kingsbury's like death game. I mean, I don't think they release him, let him go now. But I think end of the year, he's. I, I'd say he's better than fifty percent not to come back. 
Oh, I would bet. I bet no. My but he just signed. But he just signed. No, he won't come back. Yeah. But he just signed an extension this off season. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I'm saying is, this wasn't likely when he signed the extension. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, we had the Bills. I thought I was lucky there. Thank God we had the seven and a half Chargers. Fez, you pushed me more on that than anything. And then the 49ers. And then our two losers. That's a solid three and two. Yeah, and the losers were Steelers. So you know that was. You got to play the Rams. And then your Rams. You you got. It was two. You got to play the Rams. All right. So. So what do we wrap up Thanksgiving? Are you so? So I'm going to bet Detroit, Buffalo going home, then back. Um, Josh Allen not 100. percent Detroit's on a two game winning streak. Home momentum situation. I got to bet Detroit. Mm-hmm. And no, especially, three, isn't it a three-game winning streak? Three game. You're right. You're right. Um, two back-to-back upset wins. And what was the third one? I forgot. Let's look at this Buffalo. Um, the third one. Bears, Packers, uh, Green Giants. Bay. Uh, yeah, Packers. Oh yeah, Packers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was the. That's what started the death. The death watch. By the way, it. it, it uh, I remember today. You took Aaron Rodgers first in the quarterback draft. Yeah, yeah. not my best look. <laughs> Why didn't I? Didn't want to be. I wanted to be like but you, contrarian. You actually, but you actually traded up to get it. You, I, I <laughs> because someone today was saying Mahomes is the best, and no one, anyone that thinks differently is crazy. Like, and I'm thinking, but during this year, you know, there was a lot of and Herbert. I have the Bays. I have Tampa Bay and Green Bay. So yeah. what are the, what are the odds that my my top two teams are both not going to make the playoffs? But that's okay because I, got I think like, Tampa's making the playoffs. But I got like seven crappy like I, I got Tampa's seven. Ancillary teams that could win. All right, so let's look at the stats real quick for Buffalo because I do think we got to figure this Buffalo out because they have been downgraded significantly. And let's be honest, Carolina covered, but I made a big case that maybe Baker is better than we thought. No, he's not better, but they still covered. They so, did. Yeah, they, they, their def- their defense. What, Baltimore had the ball on Carolina's thirty-five. I know, Four minutes I know, to play, I know, I know, and the Carolina defense that played out of their minds all game got a sack, and they knocked him out of field goal. Carolina runs. was the team I recommended, though. That was another. I said, look, it's third. Like it was thirteen and a half. 30, yeah, in they, circuit, and the market was thirteen. Yeah. I thought you always would take that half. No, it was thirteen. The contest line was no, 13. no. Super contest was thirteen. It was thirteen and a half in circuit. Oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, then I should have taken it. Yeah. Uh, yep. All right. So maybe instead of being curt, look at the lines and then respond. Yeah, because thirteen. <laughs> I should have taken thirteen and a half. All yep. Right. So then, but this was the famous thing because I always tell Fez, listen, this is kind of your thing. I'm piggybacking you at circuit. You're piggybacking me at super contest. Now, I'm not saying it's necessarily and in. in indicative of anything that we have the best four-year record of this mm-hmm. super contest and circa is you know I'm, I'm, I'll, 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 and i'll say this deadline is really good for me at, at, yeah. at late saturday but night anyway, and it's really bad he's, try, he's trying it's really bad deadline for me at 4 p.m on saturday You're the one that hurts hurts circa. all right so here's the thing mackenzie number this, one sports book they after, don't caught me anything but i say after i send you you know i send a few thoughts you know nothing hardcore and then usually he usually converts one of them, like one of his his worst pick into my what he considers my best pick. This time he says, "Well, I think I'll just go with my five. <laughs> well, <laughs> that so was that was the code for he's done talking about it. <laughs> now this is the guy that's paid him more money than anyone on earth. If you add it up, no one on earth has ever part paid of it. I'm discouraged money. because like we're out of the money <laughs> yeah, on the millions. You, but that's and when it ma- that's when you find out like the Giants in that game it didn't matter against New England. Remember." 
That's why they won the Super Live Bowl. Live to play another week. Yeah, I don't keep know. your eye. The t- I was just. I, I got, don't have the eye of the tiger in the millions. I'm discouraged. I got. I got caught up with um, a Michael Jordan thing on YouTube. You're much better at this than I am yeah. because I mean I I got I got to be honest. It's like like because I I, I think you and you're right. Like it really matters brand wise. Yeah. But I can't help but think the equity I have in this contest is zero. And I'm losing $500 an hour to play. Yeah, it's hard for me. I, but let's be honest. Hearing my opinions late week about the NFL yeah. probably got a little Probably somebody. would have been good for me to ask you why you yeah. liked the yeah. – Hey, why do you like San Francisco? Nah, I'm too busy betting this, the, 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 the Duke second half college I basketball. Say, yeah. I, will, I will say this is you're usually very um, – attuned to it and you're very genuinely open to my feedback so this was an exception um but but also i i like like it's it's a matter of i'm getting smashed by guys that give me great information that are like literally telling me you got to be more available for me on saturday and so they're so they're killing me they're killing me also, so and I, and I think especially considering that the equity in your entry in that that I work with isn't great or zero, I think that's a valid point. That's tell me, and then we'll do it Friday. Um, that said, I only brought it if I really was pissed, I wouldn't brought it up. You know, that's kind of. But how no, I you're, it, it is good. It is very <laughs> accurate feedback. RJ is much guys. You know, RJ is much better at this than I am because oh. he's doing all this on Saturday, and you know, it's, it's, well, it's better, hard to well, get. Well, and, and better at your what picking the contest stuff. Focus maybe? focusing on on, on the. Contest. Contest and, and, yeah, and everything you're doing. Big, but come big, big, Sunday, you're big, fine. Big, because I'm like, and I got my clients. I'm trying to get the plays out to them. You know, like like there's a lot of uh, there's no. a lot of plates spinning around. Which, which brings up another point. We always talk about this. Is some of it could be saying this time isn't worth doing X or whatever. But some of it could be. Is there 15 hours, even 10 or 15 hours a week that someone else could do once you train them? And now, even if you're paying them 20 bucks an hour, if you're making 500 an hour. And you're paying someone twenty. I think you're doing okay. Like that UCLA plus three and app bet that McKenzie made for me. That like yeah, on, but McKenzie USC is paid was by getting me. USC USC was getting three and a half. RJ, they you weren't laying three and a half. They went and they win by three. You know what? I can act like I'm going to hire McKenzie's replacement, and then at the last minute say, "Surprise! You're working for Fezzik." <laughs> and, and see how that goes. I don't know. But, I mean, so if you see an ad that sounds like it's entry level for me, it's really for Fez. Heads up. Now, some of you might say, I want that. And you know what? You're probably wrong about that. You might think you're right. Probably wrong. What do you think, Mackenzie? I think Fez is a great friend to have, a great betting partner to <laughs> be involved he, with. If he thinks he's picking you off for, th- for 10 minutes or a half hour here or there, he'll really pay you well. But then when you're dependent, the trouble, then the fucking hands around your neck, you're in trouble. As a third-party contractor, <laughs> I love working with Fez. M- M- McKenzie also got spoiled because, like, we crushed the Super Bowl, like, back-to-back yeah. years. And then we had a, like, I a, think I had money coming from that. I haven't got it. And, and then, no, we, we paid you. And, no, uh, I don't think you did. did. McKenzie, you remember that? I remember all, lost. Those, all that cash right on, on your on your I know. table. No, we there. lost. We lost last year, so that's yeah, why. You didn't, that's ago. why. Yeah, that, that always payday. somehow we lost. But go ahead. Yes, yeah, that's why you didn't get paid. You, uh, you didn't get your dividend because you. Uh, right, go uh, ahead, go so, ahead. so Mackenzie, I could just see it. It's it's like Mackenzie. You're like. That, that that's just a given. I'm going to make three thousand dollars. Exactly. Right? I didn't I didn't triple my money. I'm like, what's going what, on, what, Fez? What, what happened? It's Fez in the long run always winning is what you got to know. There you go. He's got to figure it out where there's a chance you're going to be all shiny, and then if it loses the first year. He figures he goes on to the next McKenzie. Well, I I sucked because I was so curt, so I didn't get the freaking memo right, on the on, 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 on the altitude. But the Buffalo travels back and forth, and it's a 9:30 a.m. game, so they had to like mm, they had to use they had to use the snowplow to get to the airport. Uh-huh. They had to get out to Detroit. They have to fly back into six feet of snow. 
um, it's interesting. More more snow fell than um, than yards being gained by or comparable with the Jets Jets yards to yards of snow. Both okay, about two. wrapping up, I'm going to tell the Buffalo Cleveland what we thought the score should have been because mm. this is telling. Now, pure stats, Buffalo by five. But Kevin Cole takes out some plays that he thinks are lucky, whatever. He says Cleveland by five. Success rate says it should have been an even game, 27-27. And Football Outsider says Cleveland by two. Yeah, I had Buffalo by three, so we're you know, yeah. I'm you're a little more side. tied. You're not. You don't have a mathematical. You're tied to the scoreboard, and you figure if you move it some, you're doing something. But the actual numbers say Cleveland should have won. Well, I'm kind of like doing the Allen Boston thing, where it's like, well, Buffalo was up by like you know, 15 but late the in score, the game. But the score doesn't matter in the giant when the Giants win somehow. Because the underlying stats matter in that situation. Yeah, but but the bottom line, and I agree with Alan. And this, it's better to win every. It's it's better to go up twenty and win by twelve than to be up five and win by twelve. Okay, but but again, the these sophisticated models have that. Yes. Considered, like we we diminish garbage time, and, right. and our model's not near as sophisticated right now as Kevin Cole's, whatever. Okay, so the point I'm making is, I think the if you look at Buffalo barely covering as a sign of the problem. How about Buffalo lose? What would the sentiment change have been if Buffalo lost that game? Oh, he's got a shot arm, and, and it's a wasted year for Buffalo, and they're going to get exposed. The underlying stats say they should have lost the game. Yeah. So to me, I think that Detroit's going to be enthused. I, I kind of lean that way. What's the current number you're saying? Current line's nine. All right. And what? And do you have any line move predictions for this? Any of these games on uh uh, the fav- you, think, you think Dallas think the, is going up? I think I think the favorites take money on Thanksgiving because there's just the legalization of sports betting. So many people playing, and they all like to bet on the favorites. For some reason, McKenzie's putting up the 49er <clears throat> score right now. He's just like randomly. Oh, that just happens to be there. You got the Thursday market. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So remember, uh, Straight Out of Vegas AM is going like live with their tapings. Every day except for Thursday morning. And they're going to have a special best of or something nice for that. All right. Otherwise, every day we'll be back on. Okay. I, I was promised 30 seconds. Oh, okay. But I'm wrapping up. All right. And <laughs> and I'm going to leave for these 30 so you won't hear me at the end. Um, and Fez broke my train of thought. But Thursday morning we'll be out with the normal preview. And we're going to preview all the games then and give you a little recap. And now, here's Fez. End of Cobra Kai, season one. Spoiler alert. So, Johnny Lawrence. Season one? Season one. It's on season four now, right? Well, season five. Right, but end of season one. Spoiler alert. Johnny Lawrence has done it. Cobra Kai is a success. And then, it's late. The sun is set. And someone walks in smoking a cigar, and he doesn't see who it is. You can't Mr. recognize Miyagi. him. Is it Mr. Miyagi? Who is it? it yeah, you're right. It's, it's a dead guy, a guy that was thought to be dead. And then he hears the voice. They thought we were finished. But I always believed in you. I knew you could do it. Cobra Kai's back where it belongs. Number one. And it's John Kreese, his former sensei. Supposedly had passed away. Nope. He's still alive, and he makes his appearance end of season one. And you know what? He's not even the best villain in the Cobra Kai series. All right. Boom. Boom. Let's be careful out there.